what's left. That's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of Locked on Braves as the calendar turns to 2023 and we're just a month and a half away from pitchers and catchers reporting what's left out there for the Atlanta Braves to acquire. What do they need to acquire or is this roster set for the 2023 season? We're going to take a look at all the free agents out there, talk a little bit about some trade possibilities as well as we gear up for the 2023 season. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Braves. So, Let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, check out my website, shortstopball.com, to see all my previous works and some articles that I've written on the Braves as well. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube if you're new, if you're watching this video. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell to help support the show. And thanks, as always, for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. On today's episode, we're going to talk about what's left out there, free agent-wise mostly, but we'll touch on some trade aspects as well. Are there some free agents out there that could still make this Braves roster better for 2023? We're going to take a look at all of the big ones still remaining that are out there. And let's just jump right into that. Before we do, you got to talk about what's needed. And I think that's obviously very important when talking about what's left out there. I said coming into the offseason, and I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, this Braves team was set coming into the offseason. They could have done absolutely nothing. And for many people, the Braves feel like they have done nothing. And this team could go into 2023 and still be competitive. And not just competitive for a division title, but for a World Series championship i truly believe that but i do believe also that moves have been made this offseason to improve the team i wrote an article over at shortstopball.com talking about sean murphy and the value that he brings defensively and just how much better that's going to make the braves in 2023 especially with the new rules they beefed up the bullpen a couple of moves there yeah, there's still some holes and question marks at shortstop and left field and i think if we're talking about what's needed those are certainly two of the, the biggest question marks remaining. And shortstop could be solved. Um, a great Twitter thread from Aram Layton, who uh, formerly was part of Locked On um, Prospects, MLB Prospects, taking a look back at all the ground balls that Von Grissom took at the minor league level last year, coming to the conclusion that he believes he can handle the position defensively i think that's great i wish i had the time to go through and do all of that but certainly gave me some more hope that von grissom can can hold down the position defensively i don't necessarily worry about his bat but it's kind of one of those things until we're able to to see it and see it at the big league level there's going to be a question there so shortstop could be answered but i do think at the very least there may be an opportunity to get some more depth at the position as far as left field DH, I really just think you're looking for potential upgrades right now. It is crowded at the moment, you know, with Hilliard, Luplo, Rosario, Ozuna. It's crowded out there. 
to get at bats in the left field in DH spots, especially when you consider that Sean Murphy and Travis Darno are going to get significant time in the DH spot as well. But if there are upgrades out there, you know, I'm I'm sure Alex Anthopoulos is looking for ways to, you know, he's always looking for ways to improve the team. But keeping that in mind, it just seems like somebody's going to have to go if you're going to look to make an upgrade in with either left field or DH. Outside of those two, you know, I would love to see perhaps some bench upgrades, and we're going to talk about some of those. Some starting pitching depth is always nice if you can get a veteran reliever on a on a small deal, even a minor league deal. I think those would be a couple of, of moves to watch out for here as we get ready for spring training. And then bullpen depth is always, you know, needed. I think Alex has done a great job of creating some bullpen depth this offseason. So I feel very comfortable about ranking those five. Right now, I'd have bullpen depth, you know, last on my list. Um, but that's kind of where the needs are for the Braves. So I want to go through and just look at, you know, because last time we did this at the beginning of the offseason, and, you know, certainly that list has been trimmed down since then. But what free agents are left out there? Um, and not just ones that can make sense for the Braves. I want to go through the top ones still remaining. And it is getting very slim out there as far as what's left free agency-wise. Looking at Spot Rack, I just kind of went down um, their list of free agent hitters. And we're going to talk about pitchers as well. But we're going to start with hitters and is how they rank them as the top hitters still available. They have Trey Mancini at the top, who's a DH. Again, I would I would love it for the Braves, but it's just hard to see them doing that with Marcelo Zuna on the roster already taking up so much money. But I would I would like Mancini. He could back up first base as well, which I've talked about this offseason. I think it would be nice to get somebody who can back up first base. I don't know that Mancini does that well, but you know, it would at least be an option and he's a good hitter, but I just don't see it as a possibility for the Braves. Brandon Belt, you know, really the same thing as Mancini. Jerickson Profar, a name that a lot of you have asked me about. I just don't love his batted ball profile, but I love him as a, a bench utility type, not as an everyday player. And I think he's going to get an opportunity to play every day somewhere. So I don't think it would be a fit for the Braves for that reason. Uh, I don't see him as necessarily a huge upgrade in left field. I'm hoping, expecting Eddie Rosario you know, to bounce back and be better in 2023. A.J. Pollock is somebody I've mentioned before, somebody that I like uh, as a, a right-handed hitter to come in and, you know, platoon hitter. Again, I think he's somebody that's probably going to get an everyday opportunity somewhere, so he may not want to come to the Braves because he may want to get that everyday opportunity, but I would not mind A.J. Pollock as an upgrade over uh, Luplo for a right-handed bat and a compliment to you know Eddie Rosario in a platoon type situation. Uh Yuli Gurriel I don't see as a fit. Nelson Cruz would love to have him as part of the Braves just because of the personality, the veteran experience that he brings, but he'd be DH only. And like I said, those at bats are already hard to come by. Tommy Pham, another corner outfielder, you know, that I wouldn't mind, similar to what I talked about with AJ Pollock. But again, could be somebody that gets every day at bat somewhere else. David Peralta from the left side. I've loved David Peralta for years and thought he could be a solid left-handed bat for the Braves off the bench. Um, you know, could be an upgrade over a Hilliard uh, off the bench. So certainly a possibility there. Andrew McCutcheon mentioned this one before. 
wouldn't mind it for the veteran experience. He's more of a, you know, a bench fourth outfielder DH type at this point, but wouldn't mind it for the veteran leadership and uh, the clubhouse presence that he would bring. Robbie Grossman, obviously Braves fans familiar with him. Wouldn't mind that either. Switch hitter. I thought he was solid defensively for the Braves last year. Adam Duvall, a lot of you have talked about him this offseason and asked me about him. He's still out there. Still think he'd be a solid, you know, right-handed part of a platoon, somebody who gives you gold glove level defense. So I still think it's a good option. Again, there's a lot of out. I'm going through a list of a lot of outfielders that are available, solid outfielders that I think would be good additions and upgrades to the Braves. It's just so crowded right that right now with the guys that they have. Look, Hilliard, Luplo, those guys can go, and it's not not going to hurt anything. It's Rosario and Ozuna right now who are taking up a lot of the payroll and not really knowing what you're getting from them. Ozuna, especially just a – I just almost think you have to cut him at this point, but I do think they're going to go into the season with him. But there are players out here that I think will be upgrades over him that could give you more. Um, but, again, it's just so crowded, it's hard to see them making that move without cutting someone. Uh, Gary Sanchez listed on here as a catcher. Braves don't need that. Somebody that really interested me – is Donovan Solano um, can play all over the infield, can play first, second, short, third, slash 293, 347, 412, when the 107 OPS plus over the last three years. So a solid bat can play all over the infield. I would love him as a utility type, you know, an upgrade, maybe even over Orlando Arcia. Or Arcia brings the power, which the Braves love. Solano doesn't bring that quite as much, but just the versatility to play every position on the infield and to be able to hit a little bit. I wouldn't mind that as a bench option, especially if you were going to start the season and we don't know this yet. And I don't think we will know this until spring training. If you were going to start the season with RC at shortstop would love Donovan Solano on the bench as that utility type player. I got you know a couple of shortstops on here as well that we've talked about. Jose Iglesias below average bat doesn't walk, doesn't strike out, but also no power but a good glove if you just wanted to bring in a, a glove first shortstop and a guy who can hit for, for average. Uh, you know, he's going to hit 270, 280, uh, so he can do that. I think it would be a solid option. And then Elvis Andrews we talked about a lot. Again, pretty much the same as Iglesias, but can give you some more power but doesn't necessarily have the hit for average. Both of those guys are one-and-a-half war type players, nothing that's going to change the dynamic of the Braves, but – if they wanted to go out and get a veteran shortstop to hold things down or even to to help Grissom uh, as they try to prepare him for to be the shortstop of the future, I think either Iglesias or Andrews could help do that and do so, I believe, at a pretty small price. So those are the top free agent hitters left out there. Again, I still think there are some solid names that could upgrade the depth for the Braves. I think what I talked about with a lot of these players is that when they come to the Braves, it's going to be hard for them to find at bats. They're going to be part-time type players. And I think some of these players on this list are going to be looking for everyday opportunities still. And it's why it may not work out for the Braves, but I do think they would be upgrades to the team on the margins to make the Braves better and to build better depth. And so hopefully as the offseason goes on, we get closer to opening day. Perhaps you can get some of these players a little bit cheaper to improve that depth. 
Next, I want to take a look at the pitching side of things. Who are some starting pitchers, maybe even some relief pitchers that the Braves could go after to help improve their depth? We'll talk about that next. This episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college to basketball, the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. Not the World Cup anymore as that is over. Uh, Don't follow soccer very closely, as you can see. But you do have the NFL playoffs coming up. You have the college football championship game with your Georgia Bulldogs playing in that. Uh, next Monday. If you love sports, you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info and get your betting fix responsibly. Head to their website today. Use your mobile device to learn more at Bet Online where the game starts. Excited about this, this next sponsor we're going to talk about. It's Big Dog Speakers. I told you already, I got a package in the mail a while back. Wasn't sure what it was not sure who it came from as I didn't know they were going to be a sponsor of the show, but open it up and it ended up being some of the most amazing Bluetooth speakers that I've ever heard. Just the uh, qu- sound quality and how loud it gets and how great the sound quality remains is truly remarkable with these big dog speakers. The Scout is their first line of speakers that they're pushing out and their speakers that are specifically designed in or designed in Augusta, Georgia. So they're locally um, distributed. Uh, They deliver huge sound, clear sound, extraordinary battery life, tons of connectivity options at a competitive price. It delivers a maximum volume volume of 105 decibels. We certainly tested that out over the holiday season with the kids. 40 watts, waterproof, charges other devices, 15 hours of playback, and you can pair two of these for enhanced audio as I did. So the Big Dog Scout is now available online at bigdogspeakers.com at $99 and you can get 20% off with the promo code locked on. So if you're in the need for some Bluetooth speakers, you want to also help support the show, go to bigdogspeakers.com, use our promo code locked on to get 20% off. And I promise you, you will enjoy these speakers. All right, next we're going to take a look at the free agent pitchers that are left out there. Now, these are it's even more slim when you're looking at the, the starting pitching market that remains. Right now, you're talking about Johnny Cueto and his name starting to heat up a little bit. Dylan Bundy, Michael Walker, Zach Greinke. You know, those are some of the top arms left. I don't think the Braves fit for any of those guys. For Greinke, I think it just has to be a specific situation that he wants to come back into the guy could go into retirement he's done everything he needs to do he's made all his money um Cueto Waka especially I think you're going to get um they're going to get jobs and it's the same for what we talked about with the hitters the starting pitchers that are left if they're coming into the Braves they're not going to be guaranteed a spot I mean the Braves have depth right now in the starting rotation you have Mike Soroka and Ian Anderson competing for the fifth spot in the rotation two guys who have had a lot of success already at the big league level and there's guys behind them as well that are ready to perform at the big league level so any starting pitcher at this point free agent wise is going to be coming in fighting looking for an opportunity um, you know sitting back waiting on an injury. I'm not hope nobody's hoping for an injury, but if an injury happens, you know, they're looking to get starts. So 
that's why I don't I don't think those guys would fit for the Braves because I think they're going to get guaranteed spots in rotation somewhere else. Where the Braves could really look to upgrade their depth, though, is to sign some of these pitchers, whether on a, a one-year, you know, $2 million deal, $3 million deal, something that if it doesn't work out, you feel fine, you know, letting them go, or hopefully on a minor league deal. And I think that's what the Braves are going to be looking for and should be looking for is to sign you know, a veteran pitcher, a pitcher looking to bounce back, uh, reestablish themselves, and see if they can get them on a you know another one of the split contracts, which they've given out a couple this year already, or a minor, just a straight up minor league deal, just to create some of that depth and to add depth. You know, just a couple of names that are out there: Chris Archer, Aaron Sanchez. I think are are still guys who believe they have something left in the tank and something to prove that may be willing to go to a team like the Braves, who's done a, a good job with pitchers and, and helping pitchers you know, reestablish themselves or develop. Uh, Dallas Keuchel, more of a veteran, a guy who's familiar with the Braves, that you know, kind of like Grinky, he could probably ride off into the sunset if he wanted to, and I don't know that he would come back unless it was a, a guaranteed spot somewhere. But uh, again, I don't necessarily know the names of where the Braves could, could go or who could be available on that type of deal. But I do believe that's the type of starting pitcher the Braves are going to be looking for here over the next month to create some depth, create some competition for the starting pitching rotation to try to find some guys either on a you know a split level contract or just a straight up minor league deal with an invite to spring training. Those deals, those moves are very important this time of year, and I think that's what the Braves will be looking to do. As far as the relief pitchers out there, you know, Roldis Chapman. Corey Knabel, Matt Moore, Michael Fulmer, solid arms that I, you know, especially Moore and Fulmer, but I think the the Rays found their lefty and uh, the Litkey guy that they got from the Yankees, but I liked those guys. Uh, Moore, Moore and Fulmer specifically, Chapman obviously a lefty as well, looking to try to reestablish himself. I don't see the Braves going out in the relief pitching market, at least not for a major league deal. I'm sure you'll see them sign some of these guys to, to minor league uh, deals with invites to spring training, but I think they're pretty set relief pitcher wise. Now, as far as the trade market, essentially anyone's available. I don't know. You know, we obviously don't know exactly who all is available. Um, the trade market hasn't really taken off this offseason. The Sean Murphy trade is, in my opinion, by far the biggest trade made this offseason. Um, I don't know if that will materialize. It usually does this time of year after all the big free agents are gone. And so perhaps more players will become available. As far as names that we know have at least been hinted at, you know, Brian Reynolds obviously is out there, but it's going to cost a big price. Maybe Hassan Kim is available from the Padres. I think, again, I still believe that would be probably the top shortstop option out there if the Braves were going to go get somebody for a shortstop to play every day. Um, Max Kepler, a guy a lot of you have mentioned to me and and somebody that I think would be solid uh, is an upgrade for left field. Again, that would have to come with the subtraction of somebody for left field. And again, you could you could get rid of Sam Hilliard, Jordan Luplo, and not really lose much. But I think the guys you really kind of want to get rid of at this point are Ozuna and Rosario, and those are going to hit hurt. Um, just because of the price tag on them. So we'll see if the trade market materializes. Obviously, if some more rumors of other players come up, we'll talk about those here.
but those are just some of the bigger ones that we've mentioned here before that we know potentially could be available, but really hoping that the trade market kind of picks up this month because January is a pretty boring month already. So it'd be great to hear some more trade rumors coming up and some more players who could be available. All right, next we're going to talk about a little bit of news. Red Sox make a big deal. They finally signed one of their superstars to a long-term deal. Also, what's going on with Carlos Correa? We'll discuss all of that next. So as I mentioned, Carlos Correa, we still have no resolution on what's going on with him and the Mets. The latest news that we have is that his kid was wearing an I Love New York shirt the other day. Uh, which the Twitterverse went crazy with, as you would expect. So I still believe he's going to be a New York Met. I believe they get that situation resolved, but it's kind of bizarre. We haven't heard much in, in over a week now as far as where that deal stands. Um, the Red Sox, they locked up Rafael Devers for 11 years, $331 million extension. Again, it just goes to show you how great these extensions are that the Atlanta Braves are giving. Now, Devers is, you know, MVP candidate, all of that, but still, he's getting all that money all those years, and the Braves keep getting away with these extensions for far fewer dollars. But great for Devers, you know, good for the Red Sox, who are a big market team, and they've let Mookie Betts get away, Xander Bogarts get away. They could not let Rafael Devers get away, so they get him locked up, take him off the market, uh, potential trade market. There were some who who thought that maybe if the Red Sox couldn't work something out, that he would get traded. And some of you have asked me about him potentially coming to the Braves, which I never saw as a fit, but uh, he is now a Boston Red Sox, potentially for the rest of his career. Well, Wade Miley went to the Brewers on a one-year, $4.5 million deal. That's kind of the move I'm talking about if the Braves were going to do something. Um, I still think they. I would prefer them to just look for minor league deals. But if they could sign a veteran for one year, you know, two, three million, let them come into spring training and then see what what happens. Perhaps you could move them to a long reliever type role in the bullpen. If Soroka or Anderson come in and, and win that fifth starter job, maybe you go to a six man rotation to start the year a little bit. But I could see the Braves maybe doing something like that. Eric Hosmer goes to the Cubs. Is the Cubs uh? Trying to turn things around over there. They got Bellinger this offseason, Swanson. Um, they've gotten uh, now they've gotten Eric Hosmer as well. So good for the Cubs trying to, to turn it around. A couple of Bra former Braves prospects who have new teams. The Brewers also traded for Bryce Wilson for cash from the Pirates. Don't pitchers just don't have good success in Pittsburgh for whatever reason. I've always liked Bryce Wilson. I thought he could be a solid back of the rotation starter, uh, but things just did not click in Pittsburgh. And again, it seems to rarely happen for pitchers for whatever reason, but the Brewers do a great job of developing pitching. So hopefully Bryce Wilson can get going there. I've always liked Bryce and I liked his ability. And so hopefully they can help unlock that. Speaking of guys that I like and that I think have big time ability, that's Tuki Tucson. And he got picked up by the Guardians who are also excellent at developing pitching it's right now if you want to be a pitcher i think the braves are certainly an organization you want to to be in the guardians uh and and the brewers i think those are three of the best right now in terms of developing starting pitching so 
good for for Tukey. Again, like Bryce, I hope that he can get his stuff unlocked. That curveball is just ridiculous, and I think he has all the tools to be a good pitcher if he can put it together, and maybe perhaps he can do that in Cleveland. So that's the news for the day. Um, appreciate you all as always for listening. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of every day. Now for your next listen, go check out the Lockdown MLB Prospects where host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on all the MLB stars of tomorrow. Again, uh, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 